He loves me, He loves me, this I know. He gave Himself to die for me, because He loves me so. Pastor. I, I am impressed how that brother David Snyder before he left has talked to others about taking his place the very Sundays he's going to be gone. Amen. I appreciate him doing that. Now then, let's go to the book of Ephesians in chapter number 4. I want to speak to you today by the help of the Lord on the subject, Christian conduct. How Christians are to treat each other. Let's look in Ephesians chapter 4 and... We'll look at verse 32. It says, Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Loving Father in heaven, I want to thank you for the reading of your holy word. May the blessed Holy Spirit speak to our hearts at this time. Open our hearts to be able to receive your word. Help me, dear Father, to speak plainly so your people can understand. Glorify thy holy self in this service. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Our sister, my man, is in the hospital up here. A nursing home, rather. Dale Crosby. Dale Crosby. Appreciate you praying for her. The Lord willing, Ramona, Danny, Michelle, and I, we'll go up there and visit with her before we go back home. Christian conduct to one another is important. The deeds Christians are to perform toward one another are in our Bibles. And I'd like for us to consider just a few of them. And the first one is found right here in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 9. So if you would, turn your Bible now to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 9. And here we're told that Christians are to be hospitable one to another. Show hospitality one to another. Use hospitality to one another without grudging. That is, 
be hospitable one to another without grumbling. Be hospitable without uh, wishing you didn't do it. Be hospitable with food, with clothing, lodging, and without grudging, without grumbling. Be hospitable with whatever it is that someone else might want. May God help us to be hospitable with the things that we have share with others whether it be direction or advice be hospitable thinking it no trouble to give to them it's no problem be hospitable without murmuring without complaining without finding fault as if they were burdensome. Oh, may God help us to be hospitable to one another. Then secondly, have compassion one to another. For this we go to 1 Peter now, chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. The Bible says here, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one to another. Love as brethren. Be patient. That is tender-hearted, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise, blessing, knowing that we are thereunto called, that is, knowing that you were called to do this, that ye should inherit a blessing. Verse number 8. Having compassion one of another. Or sympathizing with each other in success and in hardship. Whether temporal or spiritual blessings. Rejoicing with them that rejoice, having fellowship with them, weeping with them that weep for the loss of goods, even death, or because of sin and the temptations of Satan. And being concerned also for those who are fallen into immorality. 
or error or heresy, having compassion one for another. May God help us have compassion one for another, whether whatever the circumstance might be. And then number three, be like-minded toward one another. In Romans chapter 12 and verse number 16, Romans chapter 12 and verse 16, be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things. That is, do not set your mind on high things. But condescend to men of low estate. Associate with the humble. Be not wise in your own conceit. That is, don't be wise in your own opinion. Be like-minded one toward another. Now then go to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. And this makes it we're getting the work out in the Bible. Romans chapter 15 verses 5 and 6. Now the God of patience and consolation, that's comfort, grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may be with one mind and one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God help us to be like-minded. Be like-minded one toward another. That is the same common love. Some Christians have. Some Christians have not. Some Christians have a home. Some do not. Some have a car. Some do not. Some have health. Some do not. But be of one heart, one soul. Christians should love one another and not despise or judge each other. Oh, may God help us to be like-minded one toward another. And then number four, submit one to another. This is how Christians ought to treat each other. Submit one to another. It says in Ephesians 5 and verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. May God help us to submit one to another. Likewise, ye younger, this is in 1 Peter chapter 5 now. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 5. 1 Peter 5 and verse 5. 
Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Submitting yourselves one to another, as a wife should submit herself to her husband, children ought to submit themselves to their parents, servants to their masters, submitting yourselves one to another, that is, members of churches should be submissive and subjection to their pastors. Not in the sense as they are to Christ, but in the sense that they are obligated to believe or do everything that they say. They don't have to do that. But yet honor and esteem the pastor is due to them in submitting and obedience should be yielded to the doctrines that the pastor exhorts and teaches and preaches. That is, especially when it agrees with the Word of God, whether you want to or not. But you submit yourself as unto the Lord. So submit one to another. Submitting yourselves one to another that is, the younger members should also submit to the elder members. And the minority should submit to the majority. And I think we have a good case of that here at Temple Baptist Church. And then number five says receive one another. We're talking about how Christians are to treat each other. Receive one another. Romans chapter 15 verse number 7 Wherefore receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Receive one another into your heart's affections. Embrace one another cordially. Jews, Gentiles, the strong, the weak, as Christ also received us, as Christ received you, we should receive one another. As Christ received all the chosen ones into His heart's love and affections from eternity, He received us in the council of peace, and the covenant of grace was made in the most tender manner. Thank God for the way that the Lord Jesus Christ
has received us. Oh, may we receive one another in just such a manner. As you think about yourself and I think about myself, the way that the Lord has received me is the same way that I ought to receive my brothers and sisters in Christ. May God help us in receiving one another as brothers and sisters. Christ also received you in order to take care of us, preserve us, to save us. He assumed our nature and He took upon Himself our sins and He became a man. In time, when He became the incarnate God-man and suffered and died on the cross of Calvary in our room and in our stead. Oh, we thank God for the way that Christ has received us. He received us in the effectual calling. And if you're saved, you were called. He said, oh, but I called on the Lord. You may have called on the Lord, but He called on you first. In fact, if you're saved, He effectually called you. Because if He had not effectually called you, you would never have answered. You would never have come to Him. We're sinners. We love sin. We're not about to turn from it. Oh, but when the Lord called us out of our sinful ways and called us to Himself to come to Him, He encourages us by assuring us that He will in no wise cast us out. Thank God. We may turn our backs on one another from time to time, but none of us can ever say that the Lord ever turned His back on us. Because He's never done it. He's always been faithful to us. Oh, how He has blessed us. He's been so good to us. So, Receive one another. And then number six, admonishing and exhort one another. Romans chapter 15, verse number 14. Romans chapter 15, verse 14. And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that ye also are full of goodness, 
filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. May God help us to admonish one another. Encourage one another. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Oh, may God help us in teaching and admonishing one another. We need encouragement from one another. I stepped away from the pew and I turned to Tracy and I said, pray for me. And she knew what I meant. I turned my back toward her and I began to walk up here to the platform and here I am. And I do believe in my soul that Tracy's prayed for me like you should be too. We need to admonish one another, praying one for another, because we all need it. We all need it. Sometimes we have certain needs that others don't know anything about. But the thing about it is the God to whom we pray, He knows all about it. And when you pray for another brother, though he or she may have a problem you don't know anything about, but the Lord's hearing your prayer. And He's able to bless them. Now let's look at the book of Hebrews, chapter number 3. We're talking about admonishing and exhorting one another. And it says here in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But, in verse 13, exhort one another daily, what is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we're made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Exhort one another. Encourage one another. Folks, let me tell you something. One of the things that has kept me going through the years is I've picked up encouragement from God's people in so many places along the way. 
Even today, in this very day, I received encouragement. And I thank you. Folks, may God help us to encourage one another. You may not do it maybe necessarily uh, one-on-one, but you can do it in prayer. Ask the Lord to bless another brother. Ask the Lord to encourage them in what they're doing. And while I'm at that point, I might say, we think of David and uh, Bonnie Snyder. I don't know all y'all mean it. I'm sure some of you do. But I remember David and Bonnie when they came here. Bonnie's mom and dad, they were coming here. And uh, uh, then toward the end, before uh, Bonnie's mom and dad left us, to go be with the Lord, Dave and Bonnie became quite faithful and they have remained faithful. It is a blessing to me as I think about David and about his wife Bonnie, how those two kids have grown. I call them kids I'm a lot older than they are. But um, but they have grown and they, they, they are faithful. That means so much to a church to have people who are faithful. Oh, we have people who they, they, they come now and again. But let me tell you something, folks. You thank God for the people who are faithful. They're there every service. They're every service. And uh, they're faithful. They do what they're supposed to be doing. And uh, they're an encouragement to others. <clears throat> now then, let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. We're talking about admonishing and exhorting one another. It says, Let us consider one another to provoke to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And I'll tell you one thing. We're not going to be much at exhorting one another when we're missing half the services. Oh, it's good for us to be there. If you're going to be of any help to other brothers and sisters in Christ, you yourself, you need to be present. You need to be there. Be involved, admonishing one another. Now then, 
Let's look at number seven, and that is to serve one another. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 reads, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Serve one another. Oh, may God help us to learn that. Because Christians are to love one another. That's a new commandment that Christ requires that we love one another. I have to admit that we're not all as lovable as maybe we ought to be. But nonetheless, we are to love one another. And I'll be honest with you folks, there have been times that I have prayed, Lord, here's a church member. Help me to love this church member. But sometimes they're not, hard, they're not easy to love. But we have to, we have to love them. If you don't have a natural love for them, just have to pray and ask the Lord to give it to you. And believe you me, He's able and He will. He'll give you the ability. And it don't take long for those who are maybe not so lovable. They detect the fact your love for them. And it makes a difference. It does make a difference, but it does make a difference. Serve one another. It becomes Christians to love one another. It's a part of us to love one another. We should show our love by our service. We should show our love by praying one for another. I recognize I'm a pastor and I do something by the grace of God every day that every one of you could do if you would do it. And that is I pray for every one of you every day. And every one of you could do the same thing every day if you would do it. So how in the world am I going to do that? Same way I do. Same way I do. I got everything written on a piece of paper in front of me at my desk. And I sit there at my desk every morning by the grace today. Today, already today. I sit there at my desk every morning and I pray 
for each and every one of you. I encourage you to do the same thing. I encourage you to do the same thing. Unless you got a better memory than I've got, then that wouldn't take a whole lot. But you need a written on a piece of paper, or you skip some name if you don't. For heaven's sake, don't skip my name. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I need your prayers. I need your prayers. You don't have to know much about my business, but you know my name, and you can pray for me. And I appreciate it. And do the same thing for each and every one. I tell you, Wade Smith, he needs your prayers. Sits up here by himself. But I tell you right now, he needs your prayers. Pray for Wade Smith. Don't forget to pray for Wade Smith. He needs your prayers. It's like Laura Collins sitting over there. Laura Collins... She's like Kay Coker. She's involved in everything. And she needs your prayers. Kay Coker needs your Every one of We need each other's prayer. I'm not going to ask you to do something I don't already do myself. But I would like to ask you to pray one for another and do it every day. And the only way you can do it is you're going to have to have those names written down. Uh, if you don't have a list of the names, the members of this church, ask somebody who can give it to you. Uh, Lori Collins can give it to you. It's in the prayer list. Huh? It's in the prayer list. Yeah. Well, that's where I got mine. Thank you, Danny. It's in the prayer The, the names are in the prayer list. Uh, I don't, I, I can't, I got it. It's open up the prayer and, and just go through every one of those every day. Let me tell you, you must be surprised at the times that you pray for somebody who's needing your prayer big time, but you just don't know about it. But take some time to pray, pray one for Bearing one another's burdens, sympathizing with one another forbearing and forgiving one another, admonishing one another in meekness and in tender brotherly love. Oh, may God help us to admonish one another, encouraging one another, instructing and building up one another. Folks, we don't get it in a lot of places, but they ought to be able to get, we ought to be able to get it from each other. Stirring up one another to all the duties of religion provoke to private and public uh, use for the Lord. Now then, my last point is bear one another's burdens. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in a spirit of meekness, 
considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Now notice what it says here in verse number 2. This is Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens, which may be understood either of sins, which are a heavy burden. Oh, you got sin in your life, you got a heavy burden there. It's a sin's especially sensible uh, to uh, when we're trying to live right, sin get in your life. All that are partakers of the grace of God, may God help us to bear one another's burdens. Christ is only able to bear these burdens as to remove them and to take them away. And which He does. And by His blood and by His sacrifice, Saints bear one another's burdens not by suffering for them which we're not able to do. I can't suffer for your sins. But saints can bear one another's burdens by gently reproving them by comforting them which are overpressed with guilt, by sympathizing with them in their sorrows, and praying to God to manifest His pardoning grace to them. Oh, may God help us to bear one another's burdens because we all have them we got plenty of them John 13 verse 34 reads a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another and in doing so, bearing one another's burdens. In our text, Ephesians 4 verse 24 says, that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The new man, is a regenerate man. The new man has become a partaker of the divine nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, have you received Christ as your Savior? Do you even desire to be saved? I trust by the grace of God 
any unsafe person present does. And I don't think we got an unsafe person. Everyone in this room, to my knowledge, is a professing believer. Generally, we have one or two in the back, but they're not saved. Pray for those that are not saved. Pray that from time to time we have some saved people with us. You know what, folks? We need to be grateful and thankful that we've got what we've got. Thank the Lord we've got this congregation. It's not a large congregation. Not nearly as large as some churches. And they're not much larger, however, than many, many churches. And I thought also earlier that are a lot of God's people who are meeting together at the same hour we're meeting, but they don't have nearly as nice a place to meet as what we do. We are so blessed. <laughs> Carpet, padded pew, air conditioning, there are other believers in other places. Carcass, what are you talking about? You got a dirt floor. Yeah. Air conditioning. There's nowhere around. There's no air conditioning. It's all open. It's we are so blessed. Oh, thank God. It'd be good to us. Let's all stand, please. And we'll be this, this. Brother Chuck James, will you be this, Yes, Pastor, but I'd like to say one thing. Yes, When I was a young man, I went to church. The church house would be so full, we'd stand outside of the window and look inside. Yes, And all the windows were full. It's a shame how people are today. But we love them. We love the lost people. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for what all you do for us. Forgive us for our sins and shortcomings, Lord. Help us, Lord, to love one another. I pray for my pastor, Lord, be with him and his family, Lord. And dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all you do for us. And dear Heavenly Father, I pray Temple Baptist Church help her to grow, Lord, and be back. Wall out like years ago, dear God. Now, dear Heavenly Father, go with us, keep us safe, watch over and care for us. And be, be with Daddy, Lord, as he travels safely. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory that you deserve in the name of our Lord and my precious his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.